This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. So what are some jazz practice hacks that can help you improve exponentially faster and not waste your precious practice time? Well, today I'm going to share with you five that you've probably never heard of before. Coming up. What's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, real musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast. On this show, we do episodes like jazz theory, jazz improv, and even jazz practicing tutorials like in today's episode. So be sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss out on anything. Now, you've probably heard classic practicing advice like get rid of distractions, plan out your sessions ahead of time, or keep a practice journal. And while those are all really good tips. I'm not going to be talking about those today. You see, most of us don't have as much practice time as we would like, or at least that's how we feel. So what I like to focus on is what's called the Pareto principle, or also known as the 80-20 rule, which says that 80% of your results are coming from 20% of your efforts. So I want to help you find out what that 20% is so that you can start cutting out all the rest of everything else and just focusing on the things that work and shorten your practice time. So I'm going to walk you through five Five filters that I want you to filter all the things you could possibly practice down each one of those filters. And once you get to the very last filter, you should have a really good idea of what you should be practicing and what you shouldn't be practicing in such a way that will easily get you better results than if you were just going about your old way of doing things. Filter number one is filtering from your master goal. Now, all of us have different goals that we're trying to achieve in jazz. And if we don't really know what those are, it's possible that we could just be wandering aimlessly from YouTube video to YouTube video and not really getting results in our jazz playing. So it's important that you think about what your musical mountain top is. You know, a lot of us are climbing the side of a mountain and we're climbing this cliff of jazz practicing and becoming a better jazz musician, but we really don't know what it is on top that we're trying to shoot for. So make sure that you identify what your master goal is, your musical mountaintop. And the important thing to do is to make sure that this goal is measurable. It's something that you can measure your results is something that is attainable. Like it's not way out of the scope of reasonable uh, achievement for you, but also that it is challenging, something that will take some effort. So once you really identify what that is, whether it be, I want to play at my local jam session, or I want other people to start calling me for gigs, or I want to learn this many jazz standards. Once you know that you'll have a better idea of what you should be practicing and shouldn't be practicing. And then when we go through the rest of the filters, everything is going to be so much clearer. So now that we've established our master goal filter, let's go on to filter number two. Filter number two is the three pillars of jazz improvisation. Now the three pillars of jazz improvisation is what I have found throughout my entire career through teaching students, through playing as a professional jazz musician here in New York City, and through my colleagues are the three main things that every single jazz musician needs to be practicing and focusing their time on. And those three pillars are number one, technique, number two, jazz repertoire, 
and number three, jazz language. So in general, when we're talking about technique, we're talking about instrument-specific technique, like trumpet players playing long tones or guitar players working on fretboard mastery, piano players working on two-hand syncopation and technique together, right? So those are instrument-specific techniques, but also I'm talking about jazz techniques, such as being able to play chord tones and guide tones, and even, yes, some chord scale theory, some basics that will help you navigate your instrument better and achieve the actual technical side of playing jazz on your instrument. And then when we talk about jazz repertoire, I'm talking about jazz standards, learning as many jazz standards as possible. And I'll talk more about that one in just one second. But the third pillar of jazz improvisation is jazz language. So this includes learning jazz language, such as learning licks, such as learning parts of jazz solos, but it also includes composing your own jazz solos and improvising your own jazz solos, giving yourself the room to take what you've learned from other great jazz musicians and apply it to your own playing for yourself. So it's important that whenever you're practicing, you're thinking about not only what your master goal is, but also are you working on something that has to do with instrument specific or jazz technique? Are you working on jazz standards? And are you working on learning jazz language? If you focus on those three pillars, you're guaranteed to get results a lot quicker than if you're going outside of those three things. So now that we've applied the master goal filter and we've applied the three pillars of jazz improvisation filter, let's move on to the third filter. Now the third filter is the jazz standards filter. Now obviously learning jazz repertoire was one of the three pillars, but we can break those three pillars down even smaller to understanding that every single thing that we learn and we practice, we can apply it to a jazz standard. Hands down, the best thing you can do for your jazz playing is learn more jazz standards. That'll teach you all the harmony you need to know. That will help you start exploring different chord progressions and how to improvise over them. All the lessons that you need to know about jazz are within the jazz standards themselves. So what I like to think of, I like to think of jazz standards as like a pizza, right? You have this pizza, that's the jazz standard. And let's say you have pepperoni and cheese on there, right? So the cheese that's like the technique, right? You're, that's the technique. You can apply technical exercises like chord tone maps, guide tone maps, even you know long tones and things you would do on your instrument to a jazz standard. The pepperoni, for example, could be like the jazz language. I can learn a lick that has to do with a chord progression within a jazz standard I'm learning. I can learn the melody of that jazz standard. That's jazz language. I can learn part of a jazz solo over top of that jazz standard. I can also compose my own jazz solo over top of that jazz standard. So using the jazz standard as the framework to fit everything else on there is super important. So we can boil things down even further to just making sure that no matter what we're practicing, it always has to do with a jazz standard and working on a new jazz standard. So now that we've filtered through our master goal filter, the three pillars of jazz improvisation, and finally our jazz standards filter, we can move on to the filter number four. Now filter number four is what's called your fun filter. Now this one is not to be ignored by any means, it's easy for us to completely waste our time, get bored, get unmotivated by the things that we're practicing. So even if there are great things to practice, like some of the things I just mentioned in this video already, you may not really enjoy the process of doing some of these things or the way in which you're doing some of these things. So that's where your fun filter comes in. And the whole point of the fun filter is to essentially play psychological tricks on your brain to enjoy doing something the way you like to do it. So for example, what do 
do you like to do? Like what is actually fun for you to practice? Maybe you have more fun working on chord scale theory than you do working on playing arpeggios or playing exercises that you don't connect with as well. So that's okay. You can focus more on those things. Or maybe you prefer to work on certain kinds of licks and exercises than others. That's okay. So that's more like the what. And then the how is how do you enjoy practicing? Do you enjoy practicing with backing tracks? And if that's something that's fun for you rather than just exclusively practicing with a metronome, then you're more likely to learn and improve if you are doing something in such a way that is fun for you. Now, there's so much more I could say about this. There's a lot of psychology that goes behind this, and there's a lot of different examples I could give you, but I want you to think about what is fun for you to practice and how is it fun for you to practice and focus on only practicing those things and you're more likely to get results because you're just enjoying yourself and having a good time. So now that we've gone through your master goal filter, through the three pillars of jazz improvisation filter, through the jazz standards filter, and then your fun filter, it's time to go through our very last filter. Filter number five is your practice strategy filter. Now, this is hugely important because I would say 75% of the people I come across tell me that the biggest problem with them improving as a jazz musician is they don't have a clear step-by-step process for achieving their master goals, for achieving their musical goals, for learning new material. They just don't have an actual strategy. And sometimes jazz can feel like a maze. You're looking out at this maze and you go and you get stuck in one corner and then you come out and go to another corner only you get stuck again and eventually you do get out of the maze but it takes you a long time but a practice strategy is essentially giving you a red dotted line that gets you through that entire maze in the most efficient way possible so when you're thinking about a practice strategy there's a few things i always like to think about and that is my l r c practice strategy method and that's an acronym it stands for learn refine and create. So for example, learning would be like learning the melody of a jazz standard. Refine would mean while you're learning different parts of that jazz standard, reviewing it and even taking parts into all 12 keys, really making sure that gets internalized. And then creating is taking what you've learned and creating something for yourself because the creation process is more likely to be something that organically comes out of you. The other thing I like to suggest with practice strategies is what I call batching. So for example, if you're trying to learn an entire solo by ear, it's not the best idea to not have certain parameters around how much you should learn. I like to take 32 bars and chop that up into four different parts so that you're learning that over the course of one month. It's better to learn a little bit at a time and use that refinement process throughout than learn a ton at once, not to know it very well and only to forget it in the end. So to summarize, your five filters are your master goal filter, your three pillars of jazz improvisation filter, your jazz standards filter, your fun filter, and then your practice strategy filter. Now, by the way, in our inner circle membership, we really foster this kind of environment using these five filters all the time and create different practice strategies and ways for you to actually grow as a jazz musician much faster. So do check it out at ljsinnercircle.com. Check out the membership and we'd love to have you join us. That's all for today's quick win episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Until next time, we'll see you in the next episode and cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.